Welcome, everybody, to Life Over Par Podcast. We are produced by Prior Media. On this podcast, we talk about life and golf and pretty much anything else we feel like talking about. I'd like to thank everybody listening in right now. And let's get this thing rolling. Welcome, everybody. It's episode 47 of Life Over Par. Uh, this week, we are going to be without Kyle. He is down in Florida, having a good vacation, I think, with the in-laws. Uh, we do, however, have a third co-host. Um, he was also a previous guest. Um, welcome, Mr. Brian Atwood. Thank you. Back to the show. Good Hi, to be Brian. here. Yep. Um, we're going to start off real quick uh, with a recap of the Rocket Mortgage, and then we'll get to our guest. So, um, <clears throat> Kevin, good work again. You thanks. I killed it. Even remember my second pick. Seamus Powers tied for eighth, and Tringali tied for fourteenth. Tringali, good pick. Yeah, yeah. I was like pretty good. I felt good about it. I thought maybe you'd get nothing, and not so much. Not so much. Uh, Kyle with Jones tied for fifty-second, and Zelatoris tied for seventy-seventh, dead last for the guys that made the cut. And I had a. Uh, the guy I was pretty confident with, Webb, missed the cut for me. And Joel Damon, my dark horse, actually went tied for 21st. So after three weeks, Kevin, your total is uh, first place there. Wow. $547,054. Kyle's in second, $260,878. And I'm just bringing up the rear, $242,092. So without further ado now, our guest today... Well, he's been able to dodge us for a little while now. Uh, but after you hear about all he has on his plate, I think you'll understand why. I mean, we, we understand. He is the chief of police for the Clare Police Department. Um, he's got another 253 days, I believe, until retirement. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah but who's, who's counting? counting right? Exactly. Who's counting? Uh, a former member of our Monday Night Golf League at Eagle Glen. And, of course, he's welcome to come back at any time. Debatable. Sorry. Debatable. You'd take me back. It's up to the commissioner. You'd take me back. Who else dressed as nice as I did? Exactly. And we'll no get to one. that, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> uh, welcome to the, the podcast, Chief Thanks. Brian Gregory. Thanks. Welcome. Great to be here, guys. Yeah. yeah. Finally made it. Finally. It's okay. It took a while, but you know, good things sometimes you got to wait for. Wednesdays are tough. You know, it's usually a non-rerun of Jeopardy, mm. so it's tough for me mm. to get away. So Friday, Friday's a good time. Okay, good. So. Good. Uh, we'll start off like always, you know, tell us a little something about yourself. A little bit about me. Well, I'm a 1978 graduate of Owasso High School, so don't do the math. Okay. Um, it was a long time ago. Uh, became the, uh, been in law enforcement um, 40 years. Okay. September 17th of this year will be 41 years that I've been putting on a uniform. So, uh, next year in April, it's time to take it off and change careers. I'm Thinking about mowing green somewhere, maybe some fairways. Oh, yeah, yeah. Going to do something. Going to do something a little bit different. But uh, yeah, it's been fun. It's I've I've enjoyed I've enjoyed my law enforcement career. Um, came up here to the Clare area 22 years ago, and um, I have a police dog business. Also, it's called Northern Michigan Canine. Been training police dogs for a very very long time. 22 years up here. And uh, we've got probably 500 working dog teams right now all across the country. 
Wow. And yeah, it's a lot of fun. I, I enjoy, I enjoy the dog aspect of it. It's when the people get involved, <laughs> it makes it a little more difficult. You know, the dogs don't like to argue as much as the people yeah. do. But, yeah. But I enjoy it. My wife is from Claire. Uh, she's a, she's a nurse here at the Claire hospital. And uh, we've got a place out uh, north of Claire and we've got a little, uh, little cottage on Lake 13 here in, in Claire where the family's all at right now. Repping the shirt there. Yeah, repping the shirt. The rod father. The rod father. Yeah. That's right. oh, yeah. <laughs> I can catch a mean fish. So Good. played a little golf today. As yeah. a matter of fact, got out of work early, snuck out early, went out and played nine. It's one thing about our area. It's so, uh, again, Eagle Glen, I love the golf course. I really do. Um, but there's so many nice golf courses Mm-hmm. that are out there i mean i haven't i've I, we played the snow snake today haven't played it all year and got out there and it was just it was beautiful i mean there wasn't a lot of people uh, it was just a beautiful day to be on the golf course mm-hmm. and uh their flowers are you know as you get older you look at things like the flowers <laughs> and yeah. the birds and you know you stop and listen to them for a little bit so yeah it, it was a good day and then rushed down here to get with you guys all right well thank you very much yeah you touched on golf and you played today and are you seeing more of the course because maybe the game's not quite as good as it used to be? How is the golf game? You know, the game's actually better. Okay. Because I've slowed down. And uh, I've slowed everything down. I've slowed getting from ball to ball. <laughs> and I've slowed the swing down. And I've quit trying so hard. And I found that when, I, when I'm trying hard, bad things happen. Yeah. So it's actually the the game is the game's been pretty good. I'm still hitting it pretty well off the tee. You know, I'm putting it out there about two sixty five, two seventy for old guys. It I don't think solid. it's horrible. Absolutely, you know, good. that's I'd why I'm looking that. forward to the outing coming up. I'm hoping that the sixty is the break for the senior tees. Yeah, so that's what I'm I hoping hope so for. too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping for that. You so. should know, right? Uh, yeah, I don't know. You don't know? Okay, I'll start well, lobbying. Okay. okay, but um, I started when I was eight years old playing actually my uncle that lived down the road from me was a avid golfer and a good golfer and he got me started out in his horse pasture and uh, that's kind of when i got when i got the love for it so i i enjoy the game i wish i was better i really do i i get mad when i you know when i hit bad shots and um but it it is what it is Mm -hmm. and i still just enjoy being out there I can't throw a club nearly as far as I used to be able to. Yeah. Oh yeah, I could. T- I could really launch one. But... You won't lose as many. <laughs> yeah, I know you don't lose as many, and now it's like I gotta walk and get it. So yeah, yeah they stay in the bag. It also now. slows the game down. It does. Yeah. 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 What's the, what's the handicap looking like? <sighs> well, my my league's got me at a seven. Okay. So which you know, and that varies from day to day. There's been some great rounds and there's been some rounds in the high thirties, you know. Okay. And then nice. there's been some rounds in the high forties. <laughs> so it's day to day. It depends on my partner in my golf league, usually how okay. I play. Yeah. Well, you you did leave Eagle Glen. I did to go to Firefly. I did. Is that where you're still at, or are you we're, somewhere else? No, we're still we're still at the Firefly. Um, I went. My partner wanted to go. He grew up there, basically at that okay. golf course, and he wanted to go back. And I begrudgingly went with him. <laughs> um, I, I love Eagle Glen. I do. It's so well taken care of. It's just, but it's always windy out there. Oh yeah, it, it there is. could be no wind anywhere else in the state. But there's 30 mile an hour winds yes. out there, so I don't know what's going on out there. But I do, I enjoy that golf course. It's it, again, it's our area has real nice golf courses. They're pretty. Yeah. Well, on those really hot days, the wind is your friend. Yeah. yeah unless some it's a hot them, wind. Some of them you're just <laughs> sitting there in the heat. And that's, yes. That's no fun. Yes. Yeah. 
but but I but I like it. And <clears throat> and, and again, it was just um, we had our choice. You know, where are we going to go? I don't live far from the Snow Snake, so we just said let's run down there. So my wife and I went down and played nine. Okay, um, I'm going to jump to a listener question here quickly. Uh, I believe it has to do with golf. Are you ever going to uh, get Dave Horswell his dozen donuts that you owe him? Do I owe him? Do I owe? Well, absolutely. So I'm told. Oh, that, I think he was supposed to go down and pick them up. Some crazy clothes. I think was part yes. Of oh, he won once. He got into he got into his actual high school clothes. I think he had back, <laughs> that he wore wow. in school. I I thought Dave went down and picked them up. If he didn't, you can Dave. If you're listening. All you have to do is you know how to get a hold of me. I will personally walk you down to the bakery. <laughs> I think that's what he's wanting. Is that what he's wanting? I, I, we'll do it. In, in cuffs, too. In cuffs? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll drag him in there. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and we'll get him his dozen donuts. Okay. <laughs> any any golf questions, Kevin, before we move on to the serious I, I've, stuff? I've got I've got one. Okay. Golf Go ahead. Question. How much better is Monday Night League at Eagle Glen versus Firefly? <laughs> I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> no. Wow. I, I, <laughs> By not answering, that's an answer. No, 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 no. I, I, I enjoyed both. I really did. And uh, um, again, it's, you know, my partner and I have been together for seven years now. And it's hard to say, nah, I'm not going out. His family is out there and things like that. So no, I understand. You I'm know, I was, yeah, I know you are. And I'll get even. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think your last year. Eddie Glenn, I think, was Kevin and I's first year. But we were in the B flight. Yeah. You were in the A flight, so we, we never played. We shouldn't have been. <laughs> and then we got moved moved up. Well, you know people in high places. I got yeah. moved up when I had Ryan, and then we're back, and we're both in the A now. So if you came back, we could play against you. I don't know I don't think we're I don't think we're A players anymore. <laughs> we dropped from the A to, to the B. At Firefly? No, Firefly, yeah. We're, hmm. we're struggling. All right. Okay. Well, what's what's the best part of your game? <sighs> My cart driving. Okay, I drive. I mean, I can drive well. You drive a mean. Cart. I can drive a mean cart. Yep. Uh, you know, I can get close to the green, and people don't even realize that I'm that close to the green. And, yeah. <laughs> so you're sneaky. Too. Oh, I'm sneaky. I'm sneaky in the cart. Yeah. Um. You know, but honestly, this year the best part of my game has become my putting, which used to be my absolute worst part which comes down to i slowed everything down i quit thinking about it i just walk up and relax and find a line and go for it mm-hmm. nice. so yeah good yeah, part i'm, to I'm on. one one two putting greens now which you know is good except oh, it's yeah. taking me four to get there yeah. <laughs> yeah. well they've made a lot of changes uh in the last year maybe year and a half out at, at firefly um has that i guess in your eyes made it look better play better they have done a lot. Matter of fact, over this last, during the COVID year, um, they did a lot of cleaning. Uh, they opened up a lot of things out there that really kind of opened it up a little bit. I, and I want to say made it a little more fair on some of the holes. Mm-hmm. You know, the back nine back there, some of those greens are treacherous. I don't care where you put the pin. Yes, they're they tough. Yeah. They are tough. And you can, you know, you can hit a great drive, throw your next, your, your second shot up, you know, six, 10 feet from the green and you're putting uphill or downhill and you're walking out of there with a bogey, you know, mm-hmm. or a double bogey. It's tough. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think in the last few years, um, they've made some improvements out there 
and uh, they've really cleaned it up, which is yeah. which has made a difference. I mean, there's only you know you can't, it's very difficult to create trees and put trees in the right place because it's right. going to take years, you know, for them to develop. But they've removed some, I think, that have really that have really helped. Mm -hmm. yeah. you, when so when someone hits a bad tee shot on seven, the par three. And think. maybe they swear a little bit, and you were on five's tee box. You can actually see through who it was. Oh yeah, yeah. now you can. Yeah, you absolutely. couldn't before, but no. now you can see. No, you all can right, see. who's over there hitting that shit shot? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Or when you hear it banging around in the trees, you <laughs> yeah. know, you know, you can duck and look down a little bit. But yeah, yeah, that does. It did like, make a difference. I like that. Yeah, it made a difference. Um, well, you said the COVID year. Um, you're in law enforcement. What impact did that have on you guys and all the stuff you had to do? <clears throat> Well, um, again, you know, we were there every day, yep. uh, no time off. Um, so it was, it was different. Um, it was kind of eerie at times on Thursdays and Fridays and Saturdays when town is busy like that, that it's not busy. And during the daytime from seven thirty until eight ten, when all the kids are coming to school and downtown goes from, you know, a thousand people driving through town to 7,000 people driving through town. And it wasn't that way. And so it was really kind of strange. And, uh, our call, our call volume was the same. Um, but it's really started to increase after about six months of the COVID. And honestly, I think people, a, a lot of it involved people just not being able to get out. And they're, I don't trapped in their own homes, basically. And uh, we're dealing with a lot of family issues, mm -hmm. you know, we're, we're, we're just, and what do you do with them? I mean, you can't <laughs> say you got to leave and, you know, and go to somebody else's house because nobody could go. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, we're still in our, in our area here in, in Clare, we're still fortunate um, that we have a very understanding community. You know, if that, if that makes sense. Yep. Um, and so we didn't have a lot of issues. We had some of the so-called non-compliance, um, and those that we did, you know, we were able to talk to people and they understood. So as far as any, um, issues involving the violations that people may have been doing, we didn't really deal with that a lot. We didn't have to, we didn't have to. Okay. Uh, a question that I had was did you see an increase in crime calls during this situation? No. No? We did not. Did you see a decrease? We It stayed about the same, okay. but it's increased now. Now and that it's opened back now up. Now that it's opened back up, it, it's, it's increased back now because, you know, if people were out at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, then it was, what are they doing out at two, three o'clock in the morning? They shouldn't be, you know, now everybody's out at two, three o'clock in the morning. So they don't, I don't think they feel like they have that guard up in front of them now where they can sneak around. So it now it's, it's on, it is actually increased. So we're busy. Okay. We're busy now. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, what are some of the most difficult aspects of your job that maybe people don't quite realize that you have to deal with? You know, I think one of the, it is, it's one of the big things that, and it's, you know, there can be days where, where we're not busy. And then there's days where you're nonstop going from complaint to complaint to complaint to complaint is a lot of people don't get that people don't call us to come on over and sit down and have a chat. There's <laughs> right. usually something going on yeah. and it's usually pretty dramatic there. You know, there's a fight in the home, there's a dispute with the neighbor or even worse and things like that. And, you know, we have to go in and diffuse it 
and hopefully the best that we can without anybody being hurt, maybe without anybody having to go to jail or anything like that. And then as soon as you're done with that, you go to the next thing where you're dealing with something completely different, or you may go to, you know, a horrific car accident where, where someone's injured mm -hmm. and, or worse, you know, or worse killed. And you, you can't deal with that at that time. You, cause you're on your way to the next call. You're, you're going to the barking dog or you're going to the traffic complaint or something like that. And the thing about it is you internalize it and you don't realize it. And, and believe me, after 40 years of, and, you know, of seeing horrific, horrific things and, and death and things like that, and then having to go to people's homes and tell them that, Hey, you know, um, I'm sorry, but you know, you, you, your son was just killed in a car accident and then having to deal with that and the emotion and the, the tragedy, but you can't react to it. You right. can't. And, and, and then you go home and you're so tired and you're so wound up from all of that. You don't get the chance to react to it until a year later, two years later, when all these things just start, just start to get at you a little bit. Mm -hmm. And, um, and a lot of guys and gals, you know, in this business, I become numb to it. You know, it just becomes part of the job every day and it doesn't bother you on the outside, you know, yeah. but eventually it does. It catches up to you. You, you know? put up your shield. Yeah, you have to. You have to put up your shield and you have to be, you've got to be that strong person going into that door, going into that situation and wonder what's next, you know, what's mm -hmm. going to happen through the next door I go through. Mm -hmm. So, and I wouldn't yeah. change it for anything in the world. I wouldn't change it. Okay. Yeah. You've, you've got a good sense of humor. Do you think that's a... A helpful coping mechanism you know what it is and um it's a it's very helpful brian and and i can tell you too that a lot of guys my age most of them my age aren't in law enforcement anymore they've retired um but the gift of gab mm -hmm. in our job ain't what it used to be you know, it's not because, right. and it's not just, it, it's because of things like this, yep. you know, and computers where that's how people communicate and we don't get to sit down and, you know, and have a conversation with people anymore. So it's easy for me to go in a lot of times and diffuse things that are getting out of control by sitting down and going, man, what the hell are you talking about? Sit down, let's figure this out, Yeah, yeah. you know, and, and take them from way up here to down here to a level where we can communicate. But, and it does, when you get people laughing with you, mm -hmm. you know, and when I get people thanking me for a ticket, I know I've done my job, you know, <laughs> see, I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank you. Have a nice day. I said, no, thank you. you know? A hell of a job. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, but it does, it, it really yeah. does help the, the gift of gab, you know, really helps us in this job. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Well, a few weeks ago, you mentioned sometimes you got to do some bad Talk about bad things, you know, bad incidences happen. A few weeks ago, uh, we broke the story of a dead, we'll say, woman of the night in our area. Is there any updates to that that you can talk about? Um, she's still dead. Okay. <laughs> I can tell you that. Um, fortunately, it was not in our jurisdiction. Okay. So, but it was right close. So we don't, we're not having to deal with it anymore. So I don't have any updates on it. Okay. Other than she's still. I know they did some sort of a news thing. I think it was in Lansing. They did some news. Yeah. The guy was caught and stuff like that. Is, I mean, is there anything outside of what they reported that you can talk about? No, there was probably some drugs involved. Okay. With the whole thing. 
and um, some confessions, you know, mm-hmm. uh, one guy threw another guy under the bus. So, um, so that's kind of how, that's kind of how they solved it. Yeah. You know, it was just one of those things that, uh, you know, from a traffic stop and somebody, well, I'm in trouble here. So what can I do to get out of trouble? Mm-hmm. He did it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that works out pretty well. Yeah. 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 So no, sorry, I don't have much of an update okay. on, on that. I thought maybe we could break some no, more news here. No breaking news on that. <laughs> we'll keep trying. Yeah. Uh, question we had: What is the most interesting traffic stop that you've been involved in? Oh boy, uh, there have been so many. I'll, I'll tell you one that did occur to me. I actually I stopped Ted Nugent, nineteen eighty-eight, eighty-nine on I sixty-nine. Going from Lansing nice. towards Flint in his Corvette, okay. 100, 102 miles an hour. So uh, um, I did not write him a ticket. I didn't write Uncle Ooh. Ted a ticket. But <laughs> 10 minutes after the fact, he was down at the local truck stop in there, and he bought everybody uh, dinner when they were inside there. So um, I did not. It was, that was one. It was a karma thing. Yeah, it was he, a karma thing. He got yeah. stopped. He's like, I got to get I'm karma gonna, back I'm on my make side up. here. And he did. Um, I did stop a woman at one time that was, I don't know how she was a 55 mile an hour speed limit. Um, she was probably going about 85 back in the nineties and that's rolling right along Mm -hmm. and being humorous. Like I am, I walked up to her and I said, I need to see your license registration, proof of insurance and your pilot's license. (laughs) And she said, pilot's license. And I says, ma'am, you're flying. She had a pilot's license. She says, I've never had to do this before. Well, that got me. She didn't get a ticket either. So I would assume if you, if you can pull out the pilot's license, you should get away. And kids are great on traffic stops too, because when you tell them I wasn't speeding and the little kids say, Oh, it said 77 on their mom or dad, you know, they're great on traffic um so what is the best way to get out of a traffic ticket be just being honest honest absolutely yep okay i'll tell you you i walk up to a car and i said man i am so sorry you're you're okay we're good yeah i'll be right back i'm gonna write your name down and you're gonna be on your way so it's like no i wasn't that wasn't me yeah See, yeah. Al White told me that it was to put a copy of his book in the dash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's another story. <laughs> you were that one guy that bought that book? Yeah. <laughs> well, my mom bought it for me. Oh, so. did she? <laughs> Just bringing his mom up. Yeah, I know. Don't hey, bring, easy, your, mo- don't bring easy, your mom up. Easy. Okay. If she's listening. I'm sure she's not. No, she's not. Doubt it. Really doubt that. What's a podcast? (laughs) Um, Another question that we had come in. Can you get a drunk driving, driving your pedal bike on the road intoxicated? You should be operating a motor vehicle. So I'm, I, me personally, I wouldn't. Um, I think it depends on how it goes from the time I say, dude, what are you doing? You know, out here on your bike. So, Yeah. Silly question, but yeah, <laughs> I know. If you're drunk, you shouldn't be riding a bike. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna get hurt. Yeah, uh, this was one that I mean, I should have thought of, but I didn't. But someone else did for me, thankfully. What really happens to the drugs you take in for evidence? <laughs> I cannot tell you. No, they're they're destroyed. <laughs> you know, we got to photograph them. They've got to be sent off to the lab to be tested and things like that. And when the court case is over, they're all destroyed. And believe me, they everything is kept 
and there's a log of everything mm-hmm. that's in there. So, so have you ever <clears throat> tased anybody? I have. How many? You know, tasers haven't been around that long. I mean, in the early part of my career, we never had those. You had your gift of gab, and you know that was about it. Um, I haven't tased more than five people, probably. Yeah. Kevin and, said that he wanted to try it tonight. Yeah. Did you bring it with you? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> you don't want to. No, dang Kevin, it. You, you don't want to, Kevin. You have you been tased? Uh, I have not. Ooh. I chose no. not to. Okay. That's a good choice, I, I would say. It was a good choice. It's a, <laughs> Seems I, like an easy know, one. Yeah, hey, I want to slam your hand in the door. No. You know, was, no, you're not going to tase me. Okay. Are you the the owner of Northern Michigan Canine that you brought up there? I am. The, actually, yep. the owner there? Yep. Where's that located? In uh, North of Claridge in uh, Harrison. Harrison. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And I believe you already said how long you've been you've been doing it. Had that down here about 20 years. Uh, but we've been in here in Harrison for 22 years with training dogs yeah do you have an estimate of how many dogs have went through your program well i know there's about four to five hundred action active work in the street right now so more than a thousand i would say over the 22 years have come through a lot that is a lot yeah it's a lot that is a lot yeah how much go ahead how much does a canine dog you know police trained canine dog cost they're going to run you, every dog's different, but they're going to run you anywhere from 10.5 to 12.5. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, I don't, I have to buy them too. Yeah. So that, yeah. that's that's not my cost to buy yeah. them. Now, do you just do German Shepherds or nope. are there other breeds that you guys do this with? There's other breeds. There's a breed called a Belgian Malinois and a Dutch Shepherd. So the Belgian Malinois, everybody's seen them on TV now. And, you know, there's a dog called Monkey that's on YouTube. That's the one that's walking the ropes and doing oh, yep. career. That's a Belgian Malinois. Okay. Uh, matter of fact, my last dog that I worked on the street here in Claire was a Belgian Malinois. And uh, they're just nuts. I mean, you know, <laughs> if they were a human being, they'd be in an, they'd be in an institution. They really yeah. would because yeah. they're flat out nuts. <laughs> you know, you train them, say, run through that window. Okay. You know, yeah. they're going to crash through the window. Wow. So yeah, they're in, in, a, in a lot of sporting breeds. You know, we do golden retrievers and pointers and in in labs. Okay. Yeah. What were you having there? Yeah, I had two questions. Is it true that you can't teach an old dog new tricks? That is not true. Okay. <laughs> All right. And then when you retire, are you going to retire from the dog training as no, well? I'm going to keep, doing, keep doing it doing for that? a few more years. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going. I I firmly believe that I have stayed in okay shape. Because of the dogs, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm on my feet with them every day. They're dragging me around all the time and things like that. So I think they've kept my longevity up there, but I'm going to stay with it a few more years. Good. Yeah. A few more years. Well, you mentioned how these dogs are nuts and they're dragging you around. And well, I've heard there's a story about one of your previous canines that may have drug a guy around by his nuts how did you hear that story <laughs> so can you elaborate on this story maybe get into that a bit uh i can elaborate on that story um it was quick there was a happened to be an armed robbery in the city and i was the only car working at night and claire was late and um the p- person that called and said you know he's running down the railroad tracks and he happened to be running right towards the police department and I was at the north end of town, and I got down there quickly, got to the railroad tracks, got the dog out, and uh, told him to start looking. And he's, I could tell, it's like a bird dog. You know, when a bird dog's near a pheasant or a quail or something like that, they start acting birdie. And so he was acting birdie. 
-hmm. And I knew something was up. So I yelled, hey, come on out, police dog. I'm going to send him in. Nobody responded. So I sent him in. And he goes running in there and he's crashing around in the bushes. And I hear the no more crashing around. It goes, that's odd. What's going on? So I go in and I find him. And the dog is literally standing on the guy's back, standing there. He can smell him, but he can't see him. He knows he's there, and he's standing there, and the guy is not moving. Wow. So I call the dog back. Come here, come here, come here. And he comes back to me, and I hold him. And so now I'm saying, show, he's because he's on his hands. Yeah. Show me your hands. Show me your hands. He didn't respond nicely. Yeah. Can I say he told me to go get? Yeah. Yeah, he did. He told <laughs> yeah. me a couple times. And so I put the dog down. I said, stay. As I went up to him, I said, show me your hands, or I'm going to tase you. Yep. So it's one of the times and he didn't. So I took the taser and put it on the back of his calf and let him have it. And when I got him with it, he spun around and elbowed me in the chin. Oh. And when the dog sees any type of assault coming towards me, he's taught to protect me. So mm-hmm. he lunged in <laughs> and when he lunged in, he had him right by <laughs> the little criminal yeah. and he's got him <laughs> Yeah, and he's got Gosh. him good. And he was a big, strong Malinois. And you know how dogs like to tug on toys. Oh, well, boy. he had his toy oh, and he started doing better. that going, going backwards. And he was literally dragging him yeah. backwards. Stop resisting. Second, the second day with this dog on the street. And I'm thinking like, he's going to rip it off. Yeah. He's going to swallow it. Something bad's going to happen here. And he, this guy is screaming at the top of his lungs. He's got my, he's got my, uh. yeah. and the more he did that, the more he fought and the more he yeah. fought, the more the dog fought. Yeah. So Oh, it was probably a good two minutes Stop resisting Yeah, me. before I could Oh, because he was pounding on the dog And I said, the more you do that, you're making him mad <laughs> yeah. That's not helping your situation So, Jesus. yeah, that was uh, That was quite an event On day two <laughs> Day two of the canine program In the big city of Clare <laughs> So for anybody um, Maybe Committing a crime I would say don't do it for one But if, if he says I'm sending in the dog Think about how it would feel to have a dog on your nuts. Yeah, maybe think twice. Yeah, it's it's not a it's it's painful. (laughs) Yeah, it's painful. Bet. Yeah. Um, If you weren't in law enforcement, what would you be doing? You know, my goal when I got out of high school, I was hoping to go into radio and TV broadcasting. I was going to be a sports broadcaster. Okay. Yeah, that was that was my goal. I that was what I'd hope for as a freshman, sophomore. You know, as I'm coming up through high school, and think, man, I want to do that. Man, there's still some tapes out there somewhere of <laughs> some guys like us. You know, yeah, on yeah. Friday night, you know, doing yeah. Pistons games <clears throat> while we're watching them on TV, and we're recording them on the old tape recorders, <laughs> and they're they're still out there somewhere. And we do some Michigan football games, you know, yeah. and and broadcast them and. Wow. I'd like to find them somewhere. Yeah. I know a couple of guys down in Owasso that probably have one or two of them I'd like to get back. But, it, you know, it didn't work out. Things changed, and and I had an opportunity, you know, to I thought, man, I'm going to I want to be a cop. Mm-hmm. So, Well, you know, there's always time. You know, you're going to yeah, retire here. Know, you could start your own I'm, podcast. I'm going to mow. You're going to mow. I'm okay. going to mow. <laughs> okay. I, I, I want to be Forrest Gump. Okay. I do. I maybe wanna... maybe you could be the sports correspondent on the Bubba and Rhino podcast. Oh, that's coming. They're not doing a podcast, are they? Really? Are they? Yeah. Oh, I are didn't you know serious? Yeah, I, didn't. I just heard that the other day. I didn't either. 
There you go. Oh boy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the first of many for you. Oh boy. Well, I'm gonna mow. <laughs> I'm gonna mow. Uh, when you're not on duty, do you find yourself still looking around for traffic violations while you're driving? You know that is an excellent question. It really is because I was just talking to um, one of my guys a couple days ago about saying, you know, now is I'm driving around off duty. I'm looking at license plates. I'm looking at people. I'm doing that. I said to him, I wonder if I'm going to keep doing that because I don't want to, yeah. you know, I don't want to look at license plates. I don't want to look in cars. I don't want to do that. Um, and so that is, I hope not. I, you know, that's a great question. I, I do it now. Yeah, I really do. And then I look at things like, ah, oh, man, I, he should get stopped or there's something going on there. And I really look forward to to just driving down the road, yeah. you know, and mowing and, and, and mowing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> On a nice zero turn, you know, cup holder, maybe oh, right there. Uh, yeah. you got to have a cup holder. Have you yeah. ever stopped uh, a crime from happening when you weren't on duty? You noticed it when you were off duty. Oh yeah. And stopped it. Oh yeah. 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 And made a phone call, okay. you know, following something that's, that's just happened and, and make a phone call to dispatch and say, Hey, I'm following this car. Uh, they just, you know, left two other vehicles and were in it and shouldn't have been. And here's the plate and, and wait until they get a car close. And then when they do make sure they're good on the stop and then, then go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of hard to turn off. It yeah, really is. It's hard to turn off, but 40 years. Yeah. I'm looking forward to turning it off. I am. Yeah. I really am. And, and to be able, you know, and honestly, and to be able to do things like this, you know, cause when you go out for dinner and you're talking to people like that, talking to people, the questions always come up. Mm-hmm. Hey, what, how do I get out of this ticket? Or, you know, Hey, what, what happened over there? You know, when, when sirens are going through town, my phone's ringing, what's going on? Yeah, it does. Yeah. It, but, but again, I, I love the job and I, I think I was fit for the job. I really do. Um, cause I've had some great opportunities through, throughout my career and I've met some great people. Um, and I've met some great people through work. <laughs> You know, and, and I know there's kids out there that, that I've had an effect on. There's a couple of them that, that I know for a fact that my being there and injecting into their family situation, helped them from going over the wrong side of the fence by sitting down and talking to them like a human being, mm-hmm. you know, and talking to the family as, as a person and, you know, as a dad and, and, and things like that to say, you know, there's other ways around this and let's see if we can work through it. And so those, those are the kind of things that are, that are really satisfying to know that, you know, you've made a difference. Yeah. A uh, question that came in says, how do you find time to juggle being a police chief, co-owner of a bakery? We haven't even gotten to that yet. Yeah. Uh, canine trainer, family time and time to yourself. How do you juggle all that? Well, there's and <laughs> thanks for protecting our city. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, uh, I don't have a lot of time. <laughs> you know, it's like my wife Denise and I were talking today. We used to we would play golf two three times a week. You know, together. This is the first time we've been out this week together mm-hmm. this this year. It's the first time we've had a chance to go. She works nights at the hospital, so when I'm getting ready for work, she's coming home. So we pass in the driveway and, you know, I'll see you when I get home. And, and a lot of times I would, you know, take off and go play golf then afterwards, be sure before she goes to work, but now I'm kind of hanging around the house, you know, before she goes. So that's one of the things I'm looking forward to doing is to be able to have grandkids, you know, to be able to spend more time with the grandkids and, uh, to be, uh, I don't want to see normal, but (laughs) 
because I'm never going to be normal. Um, <laughs> under the radar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to. And off the radar. And on, yeah, yeah. Under the radar and off yeah. the radar. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I am. Mm. Yep. So what is it that you like to do on your free time? Because I've been told pretty killer on karaoke. Uh, we do do that every now and then. Yeah. We, again, what? not as much as we used to. Right. But uh, what do you sing? Uh, we do a little Elvis every That's now and then. Right. Yeah, we do some Elvis and do a little Joe Cocker. And because okay. yeah, it was with your your parents. I did a little, little gig. Okay, it's been a couple of years ago now. Um, and and again, my and my wife is a great singer too. But I hate to say it, but we've got a little setup in the basement with. <laughs> You know, I shouldn't say it's little. It's not a little setup. You know, we've got a, we've got quite the setup in the basement. But that's what we do. You know, we we did a lot during COVID because you couldn't go anywhere. So we're down there driving the dogs and cats crazy, singing to them. <laughs> well, we have uh, Brian on this episode to help us. You know, co-host this. Um, we we got a Brian on this side and a Brian on that side. We're kind of between two Brians here. And while you guys were in league, you guys. Had some good back and forths, jokes and and everything. Either one of you guys want to get into some of those stories? Well, yeah, there's jabs. one that there's one that comes to mind. Um, each week after after league, I always send out a recap email, and historically, I you know just kind of poke fun at <laughs> at the league members and whatnot. Um, and Chief was always <laughs> a prime target. Um, I don't remember what I was poking fun at you about, but. The next day after I said something, one of your radar guns oh, showed up on my front yard. That's right. Uh, it seemed it seemed like it was not a coincidence. It was it was a coincidence. It really was. I'm telling you, it was a coincidence. I do remember that because people yeah. were complaining about people speeding on your street. Uh, yeah, yeah I I, that was a coincidence. That I was great. That. that was great. That though. was funny. That was funny. That was perfect. <laughs> yeah, that was. That was a great, and you always made fun of my clothes. You know, the the thing about I always felt was, if you look good, it doesn't matter how well you play. Mm -hmm. I don't oh, think so. that's how that goes. Well, there was yeah. also <laughs> that's not normally the phrase. Yeah, <laughs> look good, play good, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there was well. also a little bit of a debate on you know looking good. I mean, I, I, that was an interesting way to say it. No, you just didn't like the colors. You were very I was colorful. colorful. <laughs> there very were a colorful. lot of colors. I was colorful. He was bright. Floral patterns. I thought it would be distracting to who we were playing. Oh, see? I see. Yeah. I was thinking if I if they're looking at me, they're <clears throat> not they're not thinking about their game. True. See? So And did, that that did, worked. No, not oh, not every time. <laughs> did you continue that on to Firefly? That colorful? I, you know, I don't. I don't. I haven't every now and then it, it depends on the day. But I haven't, uh, I haven't gotten broken out the orange pants and what and, a shame. The, and the pink shirt. And Eagle Glen must be the fun the, league. The must be knee high pink socks. socks. Knee high pink socks. Yeah. Yes, I I request I request an outfit on the the, the outer. Yeah. Okay. I'll wear it. Okay. Should, I, get, should I go Ricky Fowler orange? Get the or whole team go, doing it. Oh Can yeah. He, I don't know if he would. I'm pretty bland, you yeah. know. Yeah. Grays and blues. Nick, Nick definitely won't. Nick won't. <laughs> no. He'll have jean shorts Although, on and sandals and <laughs> Nick does have one outfit from your mid, mid Michigan yes. Masters or whatever that he wore. Yeah. Long time ago. My God. He wouldn't fit forever. into it. <laughs> no, and I doubt he's gonna wear the outfit where he looks like the little monkey that goes and collects chains. <laughs> I doubt he would wear that outfit. Good point. 
Does he still have the corduroy suit from a New Year's party? I don't know. Oh. We'd have to talk to him about that. That might be hot, but be perfect. <laughs> Do we need to talk about your mom? Because looking because, at the other Brian, so. by the way. Because, <laughs> I don't think so. because I did I did find out a good way to not only to dress to distract him, mm-hmm. but he doesn't handle mom jokes well. That's what I hear. Yeah. So I threw a few mom jokes at him. A few. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I threw and I could tell it was getting to him. And there what happened to be one day, you know, being patrolling the streets in the daytime and i've known his mom for years for years she was a school teacher my son actually had her going through school and um she was she was a sport when i said let's get a picture i've heard please let's get a picture and boy we got a picture we're all snuggled right up together so it was a great picture it was great that she did that and i matter of fact i think i made some copies didn't i and put them out on the tee yeah, I yeah, think you I did. did. I was I told think you did. Or yeah, I like did. That. I framed them. You had yeah. them. I was told there was oh, one man. maybe right on the front desk when people were yes. sitting in for the league. There was framed. Yep. Yeah, there. I'll was. give you credit. That was a good <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> and he, he he took that well. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. But the, he is sensitive about mom jokes. Uh, a little bit, maybe. Okay, not as sensitive as the <laughs> the stick that looked like a snake that Jonesy oh. threw at me. <laughs> I'm more sensitive to snakes yes, than I am mom Yes, jokes. yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. not a fan of snakes. Yeah, is sensitive the word you want to use? <laughs> or, or, I don't know if it's sensitive about snakes. Uh, Nick, Nick, pulled, Nick pulled one on me the other day. I was in the weeds. He he beat me for the first time in 89 rounds. Um, and I happened to be in the weeds on the, on, what was that, 15. And he had a couple stroke lead on me. So, you know, he was really trying to put the pressure on. I find my ball in the, in the tall grass and I'm getting ready to play. And I got I mean, I got to get on the green. So I'm like going all in. He goes, Hey, hey look out for that snake in there. <laughs> so of course I'm no longer worried about the shot. I'm worried about <laughs> if there's something freaking slithering around. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I mean, he told me five times, dude, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm like, are you though? <laughs> <laughs> so I hopped in, hit it, ran back to the cart and off we went. I remember playing with you once and you hit it a little deep on five into the swampy area, mm-hmm. and you were looking for the ball. And I know now all I have to do to get you to take a drop and a penalty stroke is just tell you there's a snake in here. Yep. And you're just like, all right, done with the ball. Not Dropping it. <laughs> Goodbye, ball. That's all you have to do. And then, boom, okay, penalty stroke. Here we go. Goodbye, ball. Let's get a stroke on you here. Yeah. I, I, I haven't seen a snake out there all year, knock on wood. But uh, Good job, James. Uh-oh. Yeah. Good work, James. Uh-oh. Yeah. It's coming. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll see what uh, fake snakes cost on Amazon. <laughs> don't. Yeah. Don't. That's good to know because we haven't played you yet this year. Oh, if you guys do, I'll kill you. <laughs> Just one happens to be in the cart basket. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> Not playing you that week. Oh, <laughs> Taking okay. that week off. Yeah, yeah. We've got to play in a different night. Yeah, people do that to us all the time, so <laughs> it's understandable. Yeah. Uh, do you have any questions for any of us? I don't know if you thought about anything, and maybe you're on the spot now. But I'm on the spot now. Um, gosh, not you guys. Not that. Not that I can. Not that I can think of. I've I've known Brian for a long time. Kevin, I don't really know. Um, Nick, I've known you for just kind of a short time. Mm-hmm. Known your parents for a while. Like I said, I've had the opportunity, and I can't even remember where they were playing somewhere, and uh, we had it set up for me to show up and sing with them. And I, I don't remember. It's been a few years ago. Um, so, no, you know, I 
Ryan, I will ask you this. How was your mom? She's fine. Is she? How's, she, how's yeah, retirement? Very quick answer. Well, how's she, Let's how's get she, off the topic. How's retirement for her? Good. Good. She keeps herself busy. Good she for just her. got back from Oregon. So. Did she? Good for her. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah. One more thing here for you. Uh, dog stock. Dog stock. What is this? You've heard of Woodstock, yes. right? Well, yes. this is the dog form of Woodstock, Okay. where we have live music. Mm-hmm. Um, we have food. We have bands that come out and play. Um, Friday night's kind of the warm up for it. And Saturday we have a big cornhole tournament and, um, we bring dog people that have gone through the dog school, my former students and current students that come and they, you know, we'll have a couple hundred people out at the house. We've got, you know, 25 acres and, and a ton of room. So we have a big tent set up a stage and, uh, we just have our own version of Woodstock going. Awesome. Yeah. It's That's a lot cool. of fun. A lot of fun. Cool. <clears throat> Um, I do have a little story here to get into, um, something that happened that I thought was, was a pretty funny, hilarious. Um, we were out last Friday getting a birthday dinner with Kevin here, and I get a photo sent to me. Um, I, I get, we, we have one of our podcast stickers on the drive through poll at Wendy's. Well, someone sends me a picture of it, and as it turns out, they... They scratched my face off with a sharpie. So I it was very deliberate. Yeah, it was very like you were in line and you just happened to have a sharpie marker on you. So I thought it was pretty funny, actually. Um, and just that they went after you. Yeah, I, just yeah. me. Kyle. I don't know what I, I did. That's personal. I thought I don't for know sure what it was for Kyle, but it's personal. No, I don't know what I did, but somebody doesn't like me for something. I don't know what it is, but I don't really care. So. It was before you attacked professional bowling. Yeah, it was. so it wasn't the professional bowlers. Yeah, or any sort of bowlers. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Sunday morning, I'm I'm leaving my girlfriend's house, and I was gonna stop in there and get breakfast. It happened to be just a little bit after they were serving breakfast, and I knew it was gonna be kind of a weird stop when the guy that takes your order at the box, like I was trying to get as close as I could because the BMW in front of me wasn't going forward. And he says through the speaker, whoa, watch out there. You almost hit him. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that was weird. <laughs> so I finally get up and I, I give my order and and I'm driving up and I'm taking this opportunity to put a new sticker on the pole when I get up to the first window. I got to cover that up and put a new one on. And as he's handing me my card back and I get the sticker on, he goes, wow, really nice car, man. Uh, you got a little dirt in your door, but I'll get it for you. And he wipes the dirt off. Like, All right, thanks, man. Like, wow. this is weird That's stop. A full service drive-through. Yeah. And I, I mean, he was really nice. I didn't think the stop could get any more weird. I get up to the second window. And this lady I don't think wanted to work today. She hands me my, uh, my drink. She goes, well, here's your little Sprite. I grab it. And I turn back and she goes, and I don't know what the f***'s in this bag, but um, I don't care. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and I grab it and I was like, okay. <laughs> That's great. This is the weirdest stop at Wendy's ever. <laughs> Complete opposites. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah, he was very happy. She was not. So oh. I think she was seeing how many customers she could say the F word to before she got sent home. Oh, maybe. wow. Because she just didn't want to be there on the holiday, maybe. I don't know. Interesting. But that was something weird that happened to me this week. <laughs> Anything weird for you guys this week at all? Or no? Nothing to beat that, maybe? 
Not that's to be pretty that. tough to beat. Chief, Chief is the one that deals with all the crazy. Yeah, so. I, 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 he, that's did a a, daily. He, did, he did have a story today, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna get into that. Oh, I have had dead kittens brought in to be taken in to be analyzed for an autopsy. So wow, yeah, frozen, okay. frozen, frozen. <laughs> it was bad for the kittens. Well, we will uh, get into our weekly segment here, something I learned this week. Uh, Brian, what is something you learned this week? Um, I learned that rabbits shouldn't eat carrots. They shouldn't? No, no. The natural sugars aren't good for them. So Bugs Bunny's not doing He's a lie. Thing. He's a lie. That's what I heard. Lying to kids. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. That's interesting. All right. Uh, shouldn't lie to children. You learned that this week? <laughs> you took you this uh, long to know yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Just figured no. that out. Hell no! I I still lie to my kids. All right, <laughs> dad of the year, <laughs> Kevin. What did you learn this week? Uh, maybe this is common knowledge to some people, but there are weird gargoyles. They call them on the National Cathedral in Washington D.C. One of them is Darth Vader. Mm. Really? Yeah. And mm. there's like a little girl with pigtails. Just some weird. Hmm. Where, where's this at? <laughs> the National Cathedral, the church. Was that built recently? Uh no. <laughs> they had Darth but they Vader were, but back they were then. Added. Oh, later. Gotcha. Oh. Or I did not know that. Was it added? Mm. Maybe that came first, and then yeah, Darth was created from, from that. Well, oh, they were ahead of their <laughs> Just time. Saying, yeah, yeah, exactly. Think I think we're getting very deep think about with that. the religion right now. <laughs> <laughs> Those are, I mean, there's two things I don't get into on this podcast, religion and politics. I just don't want to do it. Oh, well. But it's in D.C. It's nice that you so. learned that. And now we know. Thank you. Awesome. Chief, something you learned this week, or maybe well, learned ever, I guess. You know, for so many years, I was told that you have to wait 20 minutes before you go swimming after you eat. That's yeah. a lie. Yeah. <laughs> that is a lie. That we tell children. So, yeah, I know. It's a lie yeah. that we tell children. Why do we I tell was children told, I don't know. I was told that you got to wait 20 minutes. You cramp up. You don't. Hmm. You do not cramp hmm. up. So that's a lie. Hmm. So I did learn that. Okay. Well, I like we're on the food topic here because I learned that Heinz Ketchup in Canada just launched a petition to uh, tackle a very significant issue where packages of hot dogs and hot dog buns don't coincide with the, the number for each you get 10 dogs and eight hot dog buns so you're like the numbers are off all the time i actually just thought of that the other day for the uh, pool opening ceremony yeah i did find a package of eight hot dogs and eight hot did dog you buns. really yeah. maybe heinz ketchup is doing whitbacks. something whitbacks they're doing whitbacks. something right here maybe wow. um they were quoted saying hot dog wieners comes in pack of 10 but hot dog buns come in packs of eight why um, as the condiment that it has you know, been bringing food together for over 150 years, we've decided that enough is enough. And that's why we started the Heinz Hot Dog Pact. Uh, we're calling on big bun and big wiener companies <laughs> to find an answer wow, to this hot dog name. packaging <laughs> mishap. Uh, once and for all, we need uh, your signatures to help change the hot dog history together. So maybe from here on out, if things work, you can just buy one pack of dog, one pack of buns, and they match. See, I think you're going to get some kickback from the bun companies. Yeah. Because if you, you, you have to buy two you packs. You get two packs you of buns. Do, and the, or, exactly. Or you have two extra hot dogs for your dog. 
Ooh, yeah. Mm. See, what I do is I call them poo-poos. Mm-hmm. While you're grilling, mm-hmm. you always have to have something on there for the griller to snack on. Mm-hmm. Oh, so mm-hmm. those two extra hot dogs are rolling around too. on there are yours. Mm-hmm. Nice. Your payment for grilling. Nice. Okay. See, I just learned that right how now. Do you, yeah. How do you eat your hot dog? It with, depends. With what kind of... Uh, uh, with depends? No. You eat hot dogs <laughs> with depends? Well, I'm wearing them right now. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, that's a... It depends. Yeah. Sometimes really? I might feel like throwing everything on it, you know, some ketchup, mustard, a little relish, maybe some onions. Uh-huh. Sometimes I might be in a hurry and just throw a little mustard on it. Okay. Yeah. So this past 4th of July, do you have some dogs? How did you dress them? Well, you know what? Here's the deal. I don't try not to eat a lot of white bread. Okay. Try not to. Um, so I just had them plain right off the grill. So you didn't I, even need the buns. I dipped them a little bit in ketchup. You're no. kicking the big well, bun industry yeah, right I'm off. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> okay. I'm trying. Hmm. I did ever brought, though, that I put in a bun. With are every, with are any of you guys oh, a yeah. uh, ketchup doesn't belong on hot dogs guy? Well, no. But I feel like I brought this up before, the NK-17, and people didn't understand what that meant. No ketchup after the age of 17 on your dog. Oh. That's what I have heard. Never heard that. You don't put ketchup on your hot dog after the age of 17. That's like that's what kids put on their hot dogs. That's what, what I've heard. When should I stop putting it on my steak? <laughs> Never. Like from day one. <laughs> okay. Jesus, Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I don't do that, just so we're clear. Okay, good. Well, that is what we all learned this week. Um, I think we're down to our final stop here of the John Deere Classic and our picks for who we believe is going to win. Now, Kyle, Kevin, and I, we made our picks before the tournament started. I didn't obviously get your pick or or Chiefs picks here before then, Um, but to kind of get into what what we had, Kevin, do you remember your picks? Mm Mm-hmm. Would you like to share? (laughs) Seamus Power, again. Again, two weeks in a row. Matthew Neesmith? Yes. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Yep. And he had to make a very late birdie to make the cut. Good for him. So good for you. You do <laughs> have for two me. guys that made the cut. Um, Kyle, not so much. Kevin Streelman and Bo Hostler both missed the cut. So he's got a, a zero for this week. Good. Um, I went with Kevin Na and Sebastian Munoz. Mm. Munoz? Is that how you say it? Munoz? Um, so, this is like one of the the only weeks I didn't actually put real money bets on my guys. Kicking myself in the ass for that one because they're doing pretty well. So you wouldn't have taken the payout anyways. No, I w- no, I wouldn't have because he's he was in first place for a while now. Um, Brian, do you have a? I mean, you probably know who's all there now, but uh, who's your money on? Uh, my money's not on anybody this week. I had uh, two guys that were within the top five last week, and neither of them cashed out. So <laughs> I'm not feeling very confident right now. Um, so I'm going to say Kevin. Nah. I know he is kind of up there. Yep, he is. I like him. I think he's uh, tied for six. Three, I think three strokes back. Uh, Chief, do you watch golf at all? I watch golf quite a but I usually don't get in until Saturday or Sunday okay. to watch, so I don't get Same. to watch the first couple of rounds that are in there. So is John Rahm in this? He's not in the Classic? He's not in the uh, uh, John Deere Classic. It's it's not a tournament that a lot of the big names big, go yeah. to. So John Rahm's actually overseas playing in the Scottish, Scottish Open. Open? Scottish, is he? But it, but he's a good pick. Yeah, he's he, doing he, very if well. If he was there, he'd have been my guy because he's he's kind of on a hot streak. So he's uh, your pick for the Scottish Open then. 
I would say yes. Okay. He's my pick for the Scottish Open. All right. Yeah. Perfect. There you go. Who's your pick for the Open? You know, I, I, I just, you know, I know Jordan Spieth hasn't been playing that well this year. He's all over the place. But he's he's my guy for the Open. He, he like really that. is. I like that. He's my guy for the Open. So go get him, Jordan, if, if you're listening. I know you are. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Oh wait, there he is. There he is now. He's calling. Oh, he got a call in. He's calling. He got a call in. You asked the question. How about you answer it? I like Rory and Louis Oosthuizen. Ah, I think they'll both be near the top. Okay. I like I like the speed pick though. I do. Well, Kevin and I is not going to give our picks yet. Yep. <laughs> but I'm leaning towards Aaron because Rodgers. Because we're probably going to have another. <laughs> we're probably going to have another episode before then. Yep. So we'll give ours closer to the time. Um, I like how you brought up Aaron Rodgers there, though. I'm not yeah. really. He's never really a fan, but what's up with his hair? Yeah, that's got to go. Uh, yeah, I thought it was fake. I thought he had one of those hats so dreamy. On with a wig on underneath it. I'm so like, dreamy, don't you yeah. think? He's got some midlife stuff going yeah, on. Probably. Great quarterback. <laughs> well, I was going to skip the match. <laughs> but uh, I can just jump into my takeaways from the match, and we'll call that a good recap of it. Um, uh, re- takeaway number one, Bryson's terrible off the tee box. Just terrible out of tee box. Not known for that at all. Nope, not at all. He was pretty bad. Um, Brady needs longer pants, so if any pant company can get a hold of him and maybe help him out with that. Um, feels great on the mic. Always is, always will be. Uh, let's see. Aaron uh, is actually a pretty okay dude and mm. like low key funny, <laughs> and a great quarterback and a great golfer. Okay, these are my takeaways, Brian. <laughs> uh, Bryson, huge dork, like huge dork, just terrible when he looks into the camera and says things. I just know he's an idiot. He's he's a scientist. He's supposedly. too analytical to have a sense of humor. Yeah, he's terrible. He's trying. He's trying to be funny. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. trying. Yeah. Are you a Bryson guy? No, not really. Okay, I good. Just, yeah, not really. <laughs> um, at one point, I liked how Aaron was bad mouthing his own teammate on hole fifteen when he dropped, and he said, "You know, I wouldn't have to do this if you didn't you know, <laughs> play it into the the hazard." It's his dry sense of humor. Yeah. Um, and the last takeaway is, I'm pretty sure on that day, at least. Aaron was the best player on his team. I think out of, the, ones. I think out of the four. Mm, maybe. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. He's solid. He's always solid. Yeah. So those are my match takeaways. Um, <clears throat> Brian, do you have anything else that you'd like to say? Maybe uh, plug the canine training company or, or anything? Plug the... The bakery. The bakery. Yeah, please don't forget to stop at world-famous Cops and Donuts in beautiful downtown Claire, Michigan, the 500 block of McEwen Street. (laughs) That's how long you've done that before. (laughs) My God. Maybe once or twice. (laughs) Don't forget Donut Hole Thursdays. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kevin, you were supposed to eat four donut holes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, next time. Next time. You know how fast you can eat four donut holes. At the outing. We had that at Cap's outing. Yeah, it was a great outing, by the way. It was. You guys did a good job. A lot of work. I know a lot of work goes into putting on an outing, and for a first one, it was a great turnout. Awesome, it was. Thank yeah, you. good job. Uh, well, Brian, at what I mean, uh, mm-hmm. thank you for joining us on this episode. Yeah, no problem. And I'd just like to say, a quick, Chief, thank you for uh, everything you guys do for the city of Clare. That's yes. uh, just you know. jumped ahead of me. Yeah, he oh, did. He now it sounds fun. like I'm going to be copied. <laughs> That's all I have to say. I'll do okay. the rest of you. Okay. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
Um, cut me out. How, cut how, me out. How, on how that. did you say it? Cut me out. I just want to thank you for everything you do. <laughs> so, yeah. but yes, thank you. Yeah. What um, they said for your forty years <laughs> of service, yeah. not even just for Claire, but I mean everywhere you've been to protect everybody. Um, your twenty plus years of training dogs, they do a great job biting on some nuts. <laughs> um, bite one set of nuts, you're a nut biter. Yeah. You know? you uh, yeah. You're not uh, going to live uh, that no, one down. No, 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 that's fine. I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> I really don't. Well, it's, thank you, and thank no, you for being on today. It's great. I've had a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I was, it's a little late for me. I it's, know. It's 9.30. We've been watching the 15 clock. 15 minutes <laughs> past my bedtime. Just hit an hour. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah. No, I really appreciate it. And, uh, and and again, as far as the Claire things, it's been a 22 years ago when I came to Claire. I mean, it's just been, it's a great place. It's a great place to, to, to raise kids. Uh, it's a great community. It's a still small town America, which, you know, which I really like. And it's been a pleasure for me to get to know a lot of people here in town, a lot of good people. And, um, again, it's a career I wouldn't change that, uh, I, I've enjoyed it. I've laughed, I've cried, and I'm looking forward to laughing and crying, doing something completely different, <laughs> you know, running that lawnmower and maybe, yeah. you know, Some yep. dirt in your eye. getting a flat, getting dirt in my eye or there you you go. Know, allergies mm-hmm. or something. So completely yeah. clearing the job. Yes. Out of your head. I hope I can. It. I really hope I can. Yeah. Yeah. So do I. Um, Kevin, thank you for being on this episode. We'll let no you uh, talks a lot. No, I do. I know, right? <laughs> and I didn't want to bring it up, but should yeah. grief couldn't uh, get a word in edgewise. No. Just keeps on talking. Yeah. Uh, wow. Nobody ever brings that up. <laughs> no, ever. Uh, it was nice to meet you, though. You too, Kevin. You too. Well, that was episode forty-seven, Life Over Par. We will uh, have the next one for you. Maybe next week. We're hoping the schedules work out. Uh, maybe another highly anticipated guest. Um, But until then, uh, we'll see you later. Bye. Thanks.